Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can now find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? It is a resource community built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. This is the future of investigative learning, networking, and resource management. You can interact with some of the best investigative minds in the business in our community section. Our private investigator resources also have a robust learning section packed full of free training webinars, audio teachings, and helpful articles. Many teachings offer CLE credit. Our data resources section features over 225 free OSINT resources. This site is also designed to create a private personal resource library for your use when you do research. We have partnered with some of the best investigators and businesses in this industry to provide benefits and discounts to our members. We have over $1,250 worth of discounts and benefits available exclusively to members of the community. For less than 49 cents a day, you can access this amazing resource tool. Download the Investigators Toolbox app available on Android and iOS or visit our webpage at investigators-toolbox.com. The best private investigator resources and this amazing community are only a few clicks away. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really Spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information, I think is one of the best points of how ScopeNow can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know, having that relationship, you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports and put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So. Check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox, along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. Welcome to PI Perspectives. Today, we welcome solutions architect Dean Cornelson from ScopeNow. Dean has an extensive investigator background and offers a great bridge for customer service to the ScopeNow team. ScopeNow has had some great new launches to their product recently. So let's welcome Dean Cornelson and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Uh, today we have a great show. I'm really, really excited uh, to welcome Dean Cornelson uh, from ScopeNow to the program. Dean, how are you? Excellent. How are you today? Good, good, good. Uh, so ScopeNow has been a sponsor of this podcast from the beginning, uh, but you have not been there from the beginning. You're you're kind of one of the new jacks as ScopeNow continues to take over the world. So uh, I am. tell me a little bit of, about your background, where you came from and uh, what you're doing now here. No worries. Well, first off, you know, thanks, thanks for the invitation. Uh, appreciate coming on. 
and uh, adding the scope now voice to uh, to the industry. So uh, my background, I just started with scope now uh, mid July. So yeah, uh, brand new to the company. Um, my position is solutions architect, primarily within the insurance uh, vertical. Um, I uh, have also kind of been helping out in other areas specific to private investigation, mm -hmm. uh, law enforcement, government. Um, but my primary background is is insurance, um, whether that be claims, SAU, special investigations unit work, or SAU analytics. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my background. Um, I came over from um, Allstate after they purchased insurance. I was at insurance for about 17 years. Okay. Uh, helped kind of start up that SIU. Um, what is the second investigator at the company? Um, early days, growth rate was um, pretty crazy. So we got a, got a chance to work in a very flat organization, um, mm -hmm. develop some pro policies, uh, processes, um, work in a very flat organization, kind of touching everything. So it was good experience. Right. Um, Prior to that, I was um, working um, SIU field investigations, primarily for progressive insurance out of Northern California, right. doing a lot of vehicle thefts, vehicle fires, <clears throat> vehicle subrogation, special lines work um, with them uh, for a few years. And uh, during that interim, and we can talk a little bit about that, I kind of chased the law enforcement dream with the California Highway Patrol. We talked about that before. Poncharelli. <laughs> Yeah, yes. It wasn't uh, it wasn't a good fit for me. Um, unfortunately, I think I probably went into law enforcement a little too old, but um, it was a great experience. Um, I worked the Bay Area of California okay. uh, for a brief period of time and and uh, came back into SIU work. So um, that was uh, was a good experience. Um, law enforcement's a great background to have. I know a lot of PIs. And a lot of people in the SIU and insurance have a law enforcement background. So, sure. you know, hats off tough job, very tough job nowadays. Yeah. So, uh, have a lot of respect. Um, and I just knew early on, it was not a good fit for me. So, um, and then prior to that, I was working claims, uh, primarily with, uh, Liberty mutual insurance, um, handled commercial losses, uh, mm -hmm. personal market claims. Um, I was a UPS adjuster for a period of time. Um, and that involved both their commercial automotive, um, side of claims, some pretty intensive um, accidents, fatalities, right. dealing with experts in those areas, uh, dealing with litiga litigation, and then also a lot of workers' compensation uh, claims, um, basically soup the nuts in the adjusting area. So from first not notice of loss all the way through settlement um, on those cases. Um, good experience. Got a chance to travel around with Liberty Mutual in the West. I worked... Um, in the field from Cal uh, basically central California, um, Nevada and the Reno area. And spent a couple of years up in Seattle with Liberty Mutual right. working investigations, claims adjusting, uh, literally had a um, bag phone, a Thomas guide and a checkbook and was out settling claims primarily on non-represented cases. So did you have like a Hagstrom map too or, or no? Uh, I had a box of Thomas guides and um it was uh i wore them out literally yeah. they would come apart i would use them so often so um and then a, you know a whole box of just regular maps but the thomas guides um were the were the bread and butter of getting around to everywhere um so good experience there um cut my teeth on claims insurance concepts across the board um just doing the investigations dealing with experts attorneys um yeah. accident reconstruction uh, forensic folks, um, even, uh, you know, the medical side of things. So on, um, in the workers' compensation arena, I dealt with, you know, nurse case managers, um, a lot of AME, QME, IME type doctor scenarios on very, very, uh, high exposure losses. Yeah. So, I mean, it, your background, it, it kind of makes sense for you to come on board with scope because, you know, it, they obviously sell to people that do that type of work and you understanding, what it's like out in the field doing that kind of work and what it takes and the type of research that you actually need to do. And I'm sure you've, you've seen that evolve over time. Um, obviously the things we can do now 10 million times better than, than what we used to used to be able to do. So, um, you know, how, how have you seen things change and, uh, you know, progress forward? 
wow. Uh, the technology is literally night and day. Um, like you said, everything, you literally have everything you need on a phone nowadays. As a, you know, a computer, a phone, a map. You've got the entire internet at your fingertips. Um, camera, video camera. Uh, I mean, it, the, the list is long. Um, I remember green screens, uh, computer terminals, paper paper messages being handed to me at stacks at a time and uh, giant giant paper files in yeah. workers comp i remember having a file that was four feet thick once yeah dot matrix so we all understand the word dot matrix i think the younger folks don't they don't know what that word is <laughs> exactly and uh so that was one of the big changes coming over to insurance you know back in 2004 that they were completely digital mm -hmm. and uh so transitioning from a paper file and ha carrying papers around was was that was the first paradigm shift into a right. digital online direct, you know, insurance format for me. Right. Um, and you just become more efficient. You know, you learn Excel, you just get familiar with office, you live in email and um, you know, it all becomes digital and it, and it feels like it's, you know, a lot more difficult and complex initially. And then you realize kind of the efficiency gains you have. If you look back when you used to do things manually, yeah. So yeah, we've moved forward. And that's one of the things about scope now that helps you move forward there too. It's that whole AI concept where, you know, it's going to take a lot of the work out of it for you. Um, I think it's great. And it, you know, to see, uh, I was talking with Victor, I saw him at the Pennsylvania conference recently, and uh, I was trying to figure out uh, when I came on board with scope now. And one of the speakers at the Pennsylvania association event was a guy named Gary Wilsh. Um, Gary's been on my show before he's a uh, accident recon guy and uh, he's my first mentor, right? Getting into this business. And I remember the summer of 2016, he's like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta uh, use these scope now guys. They're like they're really good at, at getting research done and, and doing all this. So of course I reached out, I spoke to Rob and uh, a guy named Andres who was there at the time. It was just the two of them. And if anybody knows who Andres is, they're chucking a little, chuckling a little bit because Andres was uh, probably about six, five, six, six, uh, and uh, could be the, uh, the son of Andre the giant very easily. Right. Uh, wow. He was a big dude, but um, you know, talking to Victor and, and kind of understanding when the business actually started, I didn't realize how early I got in, on it. Cause I think it was like beginning of 2016 when, uh, when they went live. Um, so I've been around, I've seen a thing or two. <laughs> um, sure. So sure. I, I wasn't far behind that. Uh, probably 2017 when I was, is when I first made contact with Rob. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working SIU analytics, looking for a social media data set. Sure. That's how I got the intro. Um, started following them, found out that Rob had already started working with some of our claims and litigation folks in the New York area. Sure. <clears throat> reached out to him, got to got a chance to demo and see the platform and just realized like you did right off the bat, the, um, the ability to be uh, efficient and get the information you need quickly um, so you can actually do the analysis. Um, sure. At the time, I was primarily doing um, larger ring cases, organized crime, uh, major cases uh, for, you know, uh, insurance and then, um, also assisting all state folks on, on some of those Kuitam, uh, you know, proactive litigation cases, um, both on the medical side, uh, around the country. So a lot of the, the scope now information went into link analysis. So mm -hmm. it was, it was, um, definitely a great, uh, platform to jump into. Yep. And the, and the two things that really got me interested in um, scope now just as a company and with Rob is service level and innovation. <clears throat> it, you know, the, the, the platform itself is very efficient, but if you just, you know, pay attention and, and use the product, you'll see that it's a constant evolving thing uh, with a look to the future on improving the platform innovation and the feedback loops between customers and, and scope now is pretty impressive. They're always asking, and that's my role. It's one of my roles here as a solutions architect is basically soliciting feedback, uh, good, bad, and ugly yeah. from, from users, from customers, yeah. um, or from people from, you know, when they get a chance to take a look at the, uh, look at the platform or just have questions, you know, people out in multiple industry industries, it's everybody's got a different perspective and it's always good to take that and, and run with it. 
but the the service level, the innovation, um, they're just you know unbeatable. Yeah, that so, perspective name is it's, it's kind of a good name for a podcast, I think. Somebody exactly. Should, somebody should do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and we're saying Rob, Rob, Rob. We're talking about Rob Douglas, uh, the owner of now. And yeah. um, <clears throat> again, a very early on, I interviewed Rob, um, and that was like a twist, twist of the arm. You know, I know he, he like didn't want to do it, but I'm so glad he did because it, it, a lot of that that beginning story uh, of, of how scope now started, we were able to, to talk about that on the show. Um, so if you're interested in going back and looking at old archives, uh, definitely go check that show out. I think it's like show four or five or something. Very definitely, very early on. definitely listen to it. It's a great yeah. interview. Yeah. It's, it's early days. It's good stuff right there. That's definitely. such a hack back then. Now I'm like a complete hack. But, uh, you know, it, it's cool. And, you know, talking about your duties and your, your goals there of, of having that, you know, interaction with the users and trying to, um, you know, pick their brains or, or have those discussions on how the product can be better. Like that was Rob and I, right? So I'm, I'm in New York city. So, so it was Rob and it's like, Oh, you want to have lunch today? Okay. Let's go have lunch. So every now and then we'd get together and have lunch and, and he would literally say like, how can my product be better? You know, what are some of the challenges that you're, you're, you're coming across? And to me, very early on, I was like, okay, this is a guy that loves this product and it really cares about making it better and is willing to invest in making it better. And that's, that's the big one, right? So, uh, what is your budget for R and D, right? That if, if you're not spending money on this and I've preached about this many times, you know, doing business with a company, uh, especially a data company, if they are not investing in R and D, if they're taking their profits and putting it back into the, into the business, you want to continue to do business with that company. If they're taking all their profits and they're putting in their pocket and they're talking essentially to their shareholders and saying, look how profitable we are. Uh, you know, if there's not a good balance in that, you know, I understand that some of the companies have to do that, but if it's all about bottom line and not about the future, you know, they sure. and I think just leave, the, you know? right. And, the, and I think the business model in the segment, you know, open source, social media, if you're not staying cutting edge, you're going to get passed by because mm-hmm. technology changes so quickly in this space. It's day to day. You know, hour to hour, things change. Mm-hmm. So you've got to, you just got to stay on top of it. I mean, you literally, every day you should be looking at what's new um, as an investigator. I, and I don't care whether you're a private investigator or you're an insurance investigator. Yeah. You're going to you're gonna hone your skills and get better if you pay attention to the OSINT space, open source, social media, because yeah. that's, that's where the world's going. Most people have a social media account. It's just becoming more and more online, especially during COVID. Um, so it's, it's just a huge knowledge base you need to stay, stay up with at all times. So yep. big stuff. And, and one of the reasons, you know, that really attracted me to the company and working with Rob was that same mentality. I remember three years ago, I said two things to him when he asked me the same questions he asked you is you, I, we need an association search because I was dealing with a lot of organized crime and, you know, insureds and claimants who I needed to connect the dots on. And I needed to see that in social media. And, you know, it's one of those unknown, unknown scenarios um, where, you know, what's going on in the dark web. We need to know that information. That's, that's kind of like the, uh, (laughs) it's kind of the unknown territory out there. And if we can gather any insight from that area, it's it's a that's a huge win, and I, and it's been incredible to see him bring those two solutions to the platform. Yeah, that was a big uh, that was a big jump off for 3.0. Um, you know, being able to have yeah. that correlation between parties and stuff was really really neat. Um, so you're talking about dark web stuff, and and I want to jump into that because you wrote a, an awesome article about that. But we're going to take a break, and when we come back from the break, I want to jump into that and jump into some of the other new things that are coming out on, on uh, scope now. And, um, you know, we're just talking up a bit. So everybody sit tight and we'll be right back. Are you overwhelmed with your current case log? Could you use some help with your skip trace assignments with Merlin locate services? Rather than adding staff, you can add an entire skip trace department of licensed private investigators who specialize in skip tracing. Check out MerlinLocate.com today. When you work with Merlin Locate Services, you bring on a valuable experience and trusted extension to your team. 
Crosstracks case management system. That is what we are talking about today. Are you using a case management system? What are you waiting for? If you don't use a case management system, you really need to look into implementing that into your business regimen. I've been at it with Crosstracks now a little over a year, and it's just been a game changer for my business. They are SOC 2 certified, SOC 2 Type 2 certified. If you don't know what that means, it means that they're encryption system is second to none and you have to go through a whole screening process to figure out uh, if you can even qualify for that and they have so you know with certainty your data is being protected i don't think there's another case management system out there that offers that same ability to have the SOC 2 type 2 certification as you guys know i've been uh, you know singing the praises of cross tracks and uh, i really believe in this product and i believe you should check it out Contact Brad, contact Pat, uh, one of the team members over there, and see if it's right for you. Crosstracks case management system, check it out today. The next issue for PI Magazine is on its way, so make sure you check out all the great content available in this special edition, online or via hard copy. And welcome back to PI Perspective. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Today we are joined by Scope Now's uh, Dean Cornelson. Dean, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, I I'm, I get so nervous of pronouncing your name. It's pretty easy, but for some reason I keep stumbling over it. So no, no worries. I I, uh, <clears throat> I take all comers. I don't I don't judge harshly. Yeah, you know, that's that's one of those things I I don't get bent out of shape about a mispronunciation on my last name. But oh, I get it all the um, time too, man. Like uh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's there's fun. bigger fish to fry out there, my exactly. friend. Just yeah, so. Yeah. That's all good stuff. So we started talking about dark data and uh, that world. And that's, that is a world that Scope Now actually uh, has traveled into and, um, you know, able to do that type of research now too. And you wrote an article uh, recently about it. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what you wrote about and uh, let's dive right into it. Sure. I, um, I got an opportunity to, to kind of do some research on data, um, been involved with it uh, since you know, SIU days and SIU analytics, which is, that's bread and butter for SIU analytics and <clears throat> how you think about data, um, just mindset and just maybe what you're missing um, are pretty huge areas to think about. And um, like I stated in the article, you know, data is the new oil. And, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where you need to get real comfortable and familiar with it. And then you need to think about you know, when you go through your processes, your investigations or your claims, um, you need to think about what's out there. Um, you know, source your, your information and knowledge about the source of information, the quality, the quantity, alternate sources of information, just your, your informational kind of landscape around data will really help you locate more data and higher quality data. So some of the information that I kind of talked about in that article was kind of uh, some of the types of data um, that uh, data errors, data problems that people run into, just not considering things. Um, One of the things I always kind of found interesting was Rumsfeld's quote about unknown unknowns and that whole dialogue. And that's spot on with with data. you, you, a lot of times you're going out trying to find something and you don't know anything about it. And it's, it's a, you're just, you got the shovel out and you got to use your network and you're trying to find your subject matter experts. And this is just one of those things where um, some creativity comes to play, but also I think having a process some techniques on going out to find information is huge. Um, If you're in uh, the investigation mode, you know, you've got your information brokers you know, you, you, you talk to people like Cynthia Hetherington, you know, library science, you talk, yep. you, you talk to different folks like, uh, you know, Dr. Skiba, who have just a depth of fraud. So you want to rely on your networks, but you want to also know how to go out and, and find the research that's going to get you the information you need. But you also need to know you're probably not considering everything. That's why maybe talking to your peers, uh, coworkers, even family, even strangers sometimes getting yeah. a different perspective is helpful. Well, that, that's a, a really good point. So that's why it's so important to, you know, attend things like osmosis, which uh, at the time that uh, where this is being released here, it'll be a few days away, actually. And I think about a week, week or so away from, uh, from launching um, when this is released. Uh, so there's still time to actually go and, and register virtually if you want, or get a ticket and be spontaneous and go right. to, to San right. Diego. But um 
it's so important, right? These things you talk about, uh, your, your network uh, and, and growing it and the methodology. And one of the things that I've been talking about a lot too recently, because I'm noticing it, is that there's a, a push in these conferences, not so much to, to show the latest technology. Yeah, you're going to get all that and, and all that. But the real push is the methodology of how to do your research and making sure that, okay, tools may change, but the way you go about and hit your points um, that can't change. Right. And when is enough is enough. That can't change. Right. You gotta, you gotta be able to say definitively, I did my research and this is what I found. Right. Exactly. One of the driving influences behind my interest in OSINT before I even knew about scope now was attending the first osmosis conference in Las Vegas yeah. and, and, and seeing, you know, Michael Bazell present, present, buy his book, go through his book, buy all of his books since. Yeah. And, and one of the most, like you just talked about, have a process, his investigation diagrams on different topics within his books are literally a gold mine for both experienced and inexperienced investigators. I love to get your podcast too. Yeah. He's, he's still yeah. out there, man. He's still doing it. And exactly. And it was interesting. I followed him for a long time on his site. I was on his forums and just yeah. to see the <clears throat> kind of the, the, the um, a negative attraction he got sometimes and yeah. people just after him. Um, I follow, um, I can't think of his right name, first name right now, but um, Krebs, um, mm -hmm. who does a lot of information on data breaches, yep. you know, he's in the same boat. So mm -hmm. as far as, you know, hackers going after him, trying to bring his site down, they're not happy with his investigations. And, um, you know, that was one of the things I was always told by many managers in, in a special investigations was, you know, if you're not getting complaints, if you're not making people unhappy, sometimes yeah. you're probably not doing your job correctly. And that's kind of, to me, that's kind of the true test of whether you're having an impact sometimes is a negative response. Sometimes is a good response. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, it's out there. I think uh, Bazell is one guy I would love to interview. I don't think I'll ever get him. Cause he just doesn't really do other podcast shows. He'll have people on every now and then, but that's like, if somebody always asks me like, who's your big get? Like who, who haven't you talked to yet that you want to talk to? Like, I would love yeah. to pick that guy's brain. It's just, you know, he, he's just such a mountain of knowledge. It's, uh, yeah. it's impressive. Yeah. He's, he's very adverse to the information leak and in that he's probably <laughs> very, very knowledgeable about it, leaking his own information. So I'm sure uh, he's got some sort of algorithm that we said his name like uh, five times here. That's going to come or, up. And you, know, <laughs> you know, I, I, he's, you know, he's very instructional on opting out of things. And, and uh, you know, once you do a podcast, you can't opt out anymore. You're, you're kind of, you're out there. So I got you locked in buddy. Right. I know. <laughs> I know. It's just one of those things. I apologize. So. You know, no it, it's funny you, you say that because I remember having a conversation with a um, an engineer, like an actual you know accident reconstruction engineer. Um, we had, we've talked to vehicle guys, but I wanted to do something with um, guys that do premises cases, right? So uh, this engineer was a great guy, and I was going to have him come on and talk about stuff, but he he balked at the last minute, and I was like, well, yeah, what's up? He goes, well, I talked to my in-house counsel, and they they they're under the opinion that you know if I'm talking about procedures on how to do certain things and all that, and we're covering that stuff, like it could be damaging for me later on if I have to testify. I was like, I can't argue with that reason. Like that makes sense. Okay. Uh, right. I, I'm not into doing like a cream puff episode. You know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, if I have an engineer on, I'm going to want to talk about all that stuff. Right. Not sure. what you had for lunch or, or any of that stuff. Who cares? Sure. Uh, that was, that was one of the most interesting times in my experience working SIU cases was cause and origin investigations and the training that I got to attend. I, I, I went to training with, um, at a training conference with Lee Cole. I don't know if you are familiar with who Lee was, but great <clears throat> accident, accident kind of uh, cause and origin guy. Um, he, he passed on probably from exposure to doing all that work over decades as mm -hmm. great materials um, was kind of amazing to see and used him as an expert on a lot of fires, both on subrogation and, and just looking at um, the cause and origin of things. So uh, that's very interesting work. It's very hard. There's a lot of, a lot of method methodology to it. Um, you know, so it's, it's um, interesting. You have to know what you're doing, you know, definitely. Just, definitely. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, there are not a lot of people out there that, that do that, you know, especially the engine on the engineering side, you'll get a, a lot of accident recon guys, folks that are in the highway department, they retire, they want to go into business, and, you know, they're tra obviously trained to do this stuff. Now yeah. let, let me uh, put a shingle out. 
but when when it comes to like a mechanical engineering and and, and that kind of stuff that's it's a small world right and when you're in the personal injury side you you see these guys over and over again i mean i go to discovery inspections it's like hey stanley how you doing good to see you right. <laughs> you know it's yeah, like they, you, they you, build they build their niche that's yeah, for sure def- I, definitely I, do. I i can i you know i i've probably got a list of of people across fire automotive um and locksmith on on one hand yeah. who i would use yeah. so all right, let's get back to scope now. <laughs> no worries. Talk, no worries. Um, well, t- talk to me a little bit about how the average investigator can really take advantage of, of dark web. That, you know that how like maybe there there are ways they could do that that they're not thinking about it uh, on their day to day investigative work. Why would they no need worries. to? Do that? Um, well, as as it stands, the functionality on the site um, is um, pulling primarily breach data out of the dark web. So you're not exposed to the dark web when we're pulling that information because you're using the ScopeNow platform. You're mm-hmm. going to give us some basic information on the site specific to you know, maybe name, address, the person of interest um, or the business of interest you're looking at. And then we're going to go into the dark web and pull information back uh, primarily around um, IP addresses um, and uh, maybe um, crypto wallets, um, and email domains and just information that, that is found in breach information. Primarily the scope now site uses that information for identity resolution. Okay. So it's, 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 uh, it's allowing, it's giving you another layer to confirm who you're looking at and, and the breaches that are out there are, there's billions of records out there that go back years in all the breaches. Um, I mean, literally the OPM hack is, and the Yahoo hack are some of the largest hacks that have ever occurred. So you've got all these records out there, all these old records with email addresses, phone numbers, IP information. Um, <clears throat> you're able to confirm information where somebody actually had a, 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 um, an account on an old site. And that's going to help you connect the dots on an identity or maybe other account information or even other parties that you can connect to the person through that set of information. Yeah. And I've actually seen another use case for that information recently. We get a lot of <clears throat> customers or users who are trying to kind of separate um, out identity theft victims. Well, if you've, if you've got somebody you're running and you see them in a data breach, it's kind of a prima facie scenario that they probably are telling you correct information about the fact that they're an identity theft victim is if their information's out there on the dark web. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a really helpful um, set of functionalities that are on the site mm-hmm. that I, I think that in the, it's got its own section in the report. So you're able to go in there and look at that information and do some additional follow up and do kind of an iterative search on the site itself, when you find, let's say, <clears throat> an, a new email address, maybe a new uh, new address uh, for the individual uh, or, or a specific account, there might be even an IP address in there that you can backtrack. And that's just gonna show you know, what, the, what they were potentially affiliated to. Those could all be leads into a new area of investigation. That's an excellent point, right? So it's like, it, it's giving you threads essentially to right. pull on, right? So yep. things you might not have come across that, that maybe one of the other scrapers missed, right? Um, you know, one of the other tools that's, that's implemented may not have found or correlated together that, okay, this should be here um, or, or not. That is a, uh, that's a really, really great point. Um, yeah. So we're going to jump out and take a, a, another quick break. And uh, when we come back in, I want to start talking about upgrades and improvements and, and, uh, sure. and things like that of the ScopeNow product. So everybody sit tight and we'll be right back. Need the best insurance coverage out there? Check out SIIS Insurance. Make your insurance purchasing process a breeze by dealing with the leading PI industry experts. All filings for your state PI license are handled directly by their staff. Certificates of coverage to your clients are fulfilled the same day as requested. If you work armed, no worries as they always include firearms liability in their coverage. Coverage can be expanded to cover executive protection, consulting liability, guard operations, and for cyber liability inexpensively. Best of all, be sure to indicate on the application 
that you're a regular PI Perspective listener or Investigator Toolbox subscriber as amazing discounts apply. So make sure you take advantage today. Visit Security Investigators Insurance Solution, SIISinsurance.com. In 2019, Investigation Education Consultants added a new affiliate in its never-ending quest to provide quality professional investigative training. IEC is now offering certificate courses and investigative training online. Our website, IECOIT.com, will soon offer a certificate in professional investigation for those interested in entering the investigative field. There'll be standalone investigation classes for those seeking continuing education credits, CEUs, or just interested in taking classes for their own personal or professional interests. The classes currently available are Foundations of Investigation, Legal Investigation, Criminal Investigation, Fraud Investigation, Background Investigation, Interviews and Statements, Skip Tracing Locates, Ethics, and Report Writing. Investigator Toolbox members will receive a 20% discount off the listed price. So visit IECOIT.com. Welcome back to PI Perspectives. Matt Sperry, your host, uh, Dean Cornelison. Cornelison? Cornelison. <laughs> Cornelison. I got it right the first time. Darn it. There you go. You <laughs> I'm got it. Now. Uh, I did that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, before we jumped out, um, I, I teased that we, we were going to talk about upgrades and improvements. Um, but before we jump into that, I, I do want to make one point too um, about the difference between Scope Now and some of the other data uh, providers out there. Um, you know, we always talk about and we preach like you should have multiple data partners that you're working with, and and it's important to have at least three. I call it the Trinity, right? You got to got to have three. But I'm going to take it one step further and say that ScopeNow is not one of those three. I think ScopeNow is, is in its own category because of the direction uh, that the business has grown, that it's actually a completely separate tool. Like I would make that argument that it's a completely separate tool. And it's something that every investigator should have um, uh, because it, of, of the ability to scrape and look in, in places that um, some of these other uh, companies aren't looking, right? So, no. Or it's yeah. a byproduct. Yeah. I mean, those other companies, and generally people know the top three or top five or six. And yeah. I agree with you. The social media is its own um, kind of expertise area, really. Um, and do those other information brokers go into social media open source? A little bit. I mean, but I would say Scope Now is, is um, you know, part and parcel a complete solution, depending yeah. on what your needs are. So. Yeah, and if you're getting hired or paid to do that kind of research, like you have a responsibility to use all the tools available to you, right. the fiduciary responsibility. Um, exactly. A lot of times, there's you know personal injury case or or insurance claim case. Like there's there's fiduciary reasons behind that that, sure. that you need to actually make An sure exhaustive research. Yes, uh, you yeah. know of of the topic, and that's why one of the functions, and maybe not a lot of people are familiar with this, but we you know. We also show you what we don't put in the report mm -hmm. that gives you the option to curate that information under hidden, hidden items in that section of the report where you get to go in there and look. Now, we give you a confidence score, but we're providing that information to you. So um, and that means that it just didn't score high enough to be in the initial front page. But right. we're giving you all of that information, whether you want to include it in the report or not. And my argument would be. You know, if you've got a compliance, due diligence, a fiduciary scenario where you're having to describe to legal, Department of Insurance, Attorney General's office, or a jury how thorough your search was, I think that's probably a pretty big area for concern for most people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, definitely a good point. And um, the, one of the other things, too, um, you know, the, the content that you're pulling down off there, you know, it's... Uh, you, you don't have to go and save it somewhere else, right? You know, there's always that question of, okay, you know, uh, how can I show uh, that I can use this in, in trial, right? Are we following all the um, procedures that we're supposed to follow so this I can admit this into evidence? And one of the things I always loved about Scope now is is that it does that for you. Like you don't have to go somewhere else now to, to, to right. do it, right? You know, metadata is hashed. You can turn it on, you can turn it off. We've got customers who, you know, you've got the, the SIU folks who are, you know, they pull the full report with, you know, <clears throat> all the metadata. 
but that's not the information they're giving maybe to a claims a claims person. They're going to take turn off the metadata. They may have archived both reports, but yeah. they've got they've got the options to do that. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely there's a lot of cool tools and things that you can do. So let's let's talk about upgrades and improvements. What what do you guys have cooking here on the the latest version? Well, literally just this week we um we rolled out um you know the username information, which when we would define a social media account. Um, that information was kind of, you know, on, on some of the areas where you had to go in there and curate it. We've kind of moved that to the front page so you could see, you know, what are the usernames off of the specific social media sites. Um, so I think that's going to make people a lot more efficient in using the site and see things quickly. Um, the other thing, which in my opinion is, is, a, is a huge win for ScopeNow and anyone who uses it is vehicle ownership records. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it, it gives you the ability to search VINs. Mm-hmm. When you search an individual and their address, it's going to pull back the VINs at an address. So it works two different directions. It works off of VINs and it works off of addresses. Yeah. So you're able to round out a profile at an address of the the vehicles that are at that address as of your search. Yeah. So and- let's, let's stop right there for a sec because I want to uh, <clears throat> say why that's super important, right? So you've get a, a car accident case where um, there's a low policy, right? So in New York, the, the minimum is 25,000, 50,000 for liability. And they've already, the insurance company's already tendered that. They're like, okay, injuries are heavy. Here you go. Here's the policy. We don't have any other areas that you can tap into. There's no household insurance. They tell you that, right? Well, why do they tell you that? Because they mail uh, an affidavit to uh, the owner. They don't tell them what they're signing. They just say, sign it and send it back, right? So they sign it, they send it back, but you don't know that's the case. So if you have the ability to run a search and find out all the VIN numbers registered at a particular address, that's a home run because now you, you, you're you able to find out the vehicles and find out if they're insured by different insurance companies or maybe even the same company, but different policy. Now you've got household insurance involved here and potentially more uh, policies you can tap into for, for claims. That's That's fantastic. Yeah, your ability to, if you have in the access to run VINs and you know there's insurance on other, other vehicles in the household and there's other policies out there, you know, that gives you a lot a lot of other things to think about in, in relation to the, the type of claim you may be looking at. Yeah. And, I would, and I'm sorry, uh, the, the way, um, the other way we used to do it, right. Is you search for all the names at the address, then you got to search the MV for all the, you know, see if there's any registration owners and stuff like it, you know, there's ways to do it. And I would do that way too, but here's, here's mm-hmm. another new way to do it. You know, it's just right. an addition right. search, right. And I would say the other <clears throat> thing that's really helpful is, um, even if you're writing DMV on a, on a, on a specific VIN, um, a lot of people aren't, you know, they don't, you know, have that ability to run just an address and pull back VINs at a DMV. Yeah. You know, DMV is very specific to plate VIN person, right? You've yeah. got driver's well, license, you've got vehicle registration. And you got to check off why you need it. And then they're, right. they're going to audit you and say, show me why right. you need it or you're fined or we're right. taking it away. And, and this information isn't coming from DMVs. Yeah. So it's about two thirds of, of the vehicles in the country. It's not the complete data set, mm-hmm. but it's enough to kind of build out a lot of a good information that you can, you can leverage. <clears throat> and I would say the other really great use case is underwriting. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at this information, point of sale underwriting, uh, even in the quoting process, potentially you're able to see the entire list of vehicles at a house, you know, who are tied to who who's yeah. tied to those vehicles. You know, if you've got, you know, someone saying, well, it's just me and one, one vehicle at the house and it comes back and it's not that <laughs> that's, you know, you're, you've got a whole nother line of questions. Yeah, what's more, a little, more work a little insurance fraud here or there, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying it's, it's going to potentially create some more work and investigation for people yeah. because, but on the other side of the coin, you want to fill out your 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 profile on potentially a person, a family, a yep. business, you know, whatever's connected to that residence. And um, having all of that vehicle information is definitely helpful because you're, then you're going to be able to find out the history on those vehicles, sure. the claims history, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, other searches that you can do. Sure. So it just expands because that's a key point of investigations in the insurance arena if it's auto. Yeah. Is, 
So um, you, you're absolutely right about that. I mean, in, in, I, I'm the plaintiff guy. You're the insurance guy. Like we're going, we're spitballing back and forth on different case uses. We're we're usually on the other sides of the aisles, right? We're like Republicans and Democrats here. Um, so uh, yeah, I, one of the things actually that that is new here, and I, I'm I'm wanting, I'm curious to see how Scope knows handling this situation is with regards to Colorado and Colorado losing their, uh, the need to be licensed in Colorado. Has there been any internal discussion about how that's going to affect um, your customers that are in Colorado or potential new customers in Colorado? So folks that don't know, uh, the state of Colorado sunsetted the, uh, the need to be a licensed private investigator. You can basically call yourself a, a, a PI without actually holding a license there. Yeah. You guys talked yeah, about I that? Um, you know, I haven't been directly involved in any type of conversations like that in mm -hmm. reference to that. I know that they do look at um, the fact that they want to see a business. They want to see um, an ongoing um, scenario going on. You know, specific to Colorado, I can't I can't really you know give you any specifics about okay. that. I mean, that's more of a question for. Um, decision decision makers directly above me, and that would be Rob Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> <Who is that? laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't want to give you any wrong information. Um, yeah, no, that's that's just kind of not an area I cover. But um, yeah, no, no, you know, so, cool. so just, I'll uh, admit when I'm when I don't know something. Also, <laughs> that Dean guy, he's good. He's he's a good guy. He's good people. Um, I, do what I, I do what I can. So uh, yeah, it just it it occurred to me, and it, it it's something that we're starting to ask all the the folks that that sell to our industry. You know because of this new thing, it's, it's, it's weird, you know, like all of a sudden, I don't know why they would want to turn revenue away, but yeah, they don't, they're not interested in collecting money. It's, inter it's interesting. I mean, having, you know, I'm a licensed PI in the state of California. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've never hung out a shingle for myself. Uh, it was more of a professional designation for me. Um, it's been helpful in a number of areas, just learning um, and, and testing in that area. Um, sure. And I've hired and fired many PIs in my career. Uh, that was one of the main things I was involved with when I was at insurance and in basically handling an investigation and expert panel. Right. So um, it's, uh, there's definitely pitfalls there. And I, and I think, you know, do you have a business license? Do you have insurance? Do you have a brick and mortar location? You know, those are all good questions, but you know, it just comes down to kind of the individual decision making and exposure to the company. So, well, what's what's interesting is that the talk in Colorado amongst their state association is they're recommending uh, that other uh, well investigators that, that do work in other states are making sure they're licensed in those other states, even though Colorado doesn't require at least they're carrying a license somewhere. Uh, which I think makes sense. Um, I would, then, I think that would definitely get them past the hump of any questions. Um, yeah. And, may, and maybe they're maybe they're, they're independent adjusters. Maybe they've got you know an affiliation to a law firm. Maybe there's some other scenarios there where they're affiliated with another business. But yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. I'll have to do, I'll have to defer to Rob on that one because yeah, a bit more I, of a no, I, I get it, I get it, and <clears throat> I can also appreciate that you know um, the structure of the company and the ability to make those decisions are a lot easier than dealing with a big you know conglomerate of, you know, credit union people that, you know, oh, uh, with, with yeah. legal, the legal department and whatnot, you know, larger legal entities are both easier to easier and harder to deal with for mm -hmm. lots of reasons. But sure. um, yeah, yeah, definitely a wild card. I remember when Colorado both didn't have licensing and then did, and now they don't have it again. It's yeah. Just, it, it was it's one of those weird places. Five years worth of uh, hay was tried out and then <laughs> decided it wasn't worth it. Right, um, but that's right. a whole nother show for another day. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, so we're going to wind down here, uh, Dean. This was awesome. I really, uh, I really enjoyed uh, chatting with you and learning more about the uh, the new upgrades and all that. And we're going to link your article in the show notes, uh, so folks can go check it out. Um, I, you know, I've said it before, guys, and I'll say it again. Uh, Scope Now has been a sponsor of this podcast since the beginning. And uh, they sponsor Investigators Toolbox. If you're an Investigators Toolbox member, there's great discounts and benefits that they're offering um, to uh, Toolbox members to actually use their services. We got a good partnership with them. Um, this is a product that you need to be using in addition to all the research that you're doing. And yes, there's a cost involved in it, but that's the cost of doing business, folks. Uh, we should be turning that cost around to our clients at a bare minimum. It should be built into your pricing. Uh, it's a no-brainer. And if you can get better results, if you can provide more meat to your clients, they're never going to complain about paying more for something. 
because you're, you're giving them good data. You're giving them good, good reporting, and that's the cost of doing business. Um, so, Dean, how do folks get a hold of you if uh, they want to get a hold of you? Yeah, best way to reach me is dean at scopenow.com. Go to the website, scopenow.com. Um, depends what you're looking for. Um, happy to answer any questions, but that's, that's the easiest and best way to get in touch with me. Thanks for, um, I, uh, thanks for not putting your last name in your email. Cause I would butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. You know, I'm, uh, I'm working East coast hours, so I'm available early, even on the West coast, but yeah. um, you know, it's, it's one of those 24 seven type, you know, uh, technology um, experiences. So, um, you know, we have customers overseas. Um, I handle folks probably, probably have folks in Hawaii. So, wow. you know, I'm, I'm looking at email or, you know, pretty much most of the day. So, um, right. happy to answer any questions, get somebody a demo, uh, talk to them about, you know, specific insurance or PI questions. I've, I've sat in on a lot of Victor's demos and, and with, uh, with a lot of PIs and, yep. um, you know, that's, I, I got a, I got a special place in my heart for PIs because I think they got a really, <clears throat> they have you know, mom and pop shops, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, the smaller uh, PI um, brick and mortar places. That's, 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 that's rough sledding right there. That's yeah, tough there's work. A, a lot of stuff to do. You, you hold yeah. definitely wear many hats and uh, you know, research is definitely needs to be one of those hats for us to yeah. be successful in what we do. Um, so Dean, thanks again uh, for uh, coming on and, uh, and telling us about uh, scope. Now I encourage again, folks to go check it out and uh, we're going to wind down here folks. And uh, thank you for listening and we'll catch everybody next week on the next show. Take care. A special thank you to Dean for coming on and talking about scope. Now you can find his dark web article in the show notes. We also want to thank cross tracks, Merlin locate scope. Now investigation, education consultants, and the Campbell insurance group for sponsoring the show. Please support our great supporters. Speaking of, have you checked out investigatorstoolbox.com yet? Now's the time to do it. Make sure you use code PIP201836 and save $20 when you join. And you can do just that through the app. Available on smartphone platforms. Got a question or comment about the show? Email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com and you can find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows. And we'll be back on Monday, so make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.